Good morning, and for those who are visiting us, I saw a few hands go up. My name is Michelle, and um, I really consider it quite an incredible privilege to be bringing the word of the Lord to you this morning. If I can just say, as we go into the word this morning, I I feel so strongly about the Lord having a divine appointment with everyone. And um, yes, I'm going to be sharing from the word this morning and encouraging your hearts, but in it, I'm trusting that Holy Spirit will say something specific to you as individuals this morning. Each of you, he's going to say something very special and and unique. And um, I was just reminded of something that happened this last week to me, and I felt during worship, Father wanted me to to tell you, so I'm going to tell you. so this week I was with a friend and we were, we were praying together and um, it was quite an incredible moment. Um, I don't know how many of you have seen Britain's Got Talent or America's Got Talent. Do you know what I'm talking about? So have any of you seen that? Can I see? Yes. Okay. Some of you have seen that. So just to explain something that happens in Britain's Got Talent, if, you get, um, if you're not performing very well, you, they, you get a, a red buzzer and you know, they say that they're not approving of what you're doing. But there's one golden buzzer that if any of the judges give you a golden buzzer, you go straight through. Okay, so just keep that in mind for those of you who don't know Britain's Got Talent. So I was just praying with my friend, and um, she she just said to me as we were praying, she just said, okay, firstly, Father put me onto a platform, and then um, she said to me, what is Father saying to you? She just said that to me. What is he saying to you? And it wasn't even in a moment. As, as I asked him, I said, Father, what are, you, what are you saying to me? He gave me a golden buzzer. Isn't that amazing? So golden buzzer, let me paint it. So as they give you a golden buzzer, I mean, everybody goes crazy. The, everyone stands up, you get a standing ovation, and these beautiful, this gold confetti is falling down from, from, from the ceiling. And I mean, it's just, if you've never seen it, go and Google it. It's, it's, it's something beautiful to see. And he gave me a golden buzzer. And in that moment, he said to me, this is how I feel about all my children. And I just felt that as we go into this this morning, you need to know this morning, he gives you a golden buzzer. Isn't that beautiful? He loves you. He adores you. All of heaven celebrates your life. You get a st- we get a standing ovation from heaven. Okay, so with what Eugene said, he knows you by name, and heaven celebrates you this morning. Okay, so on that note, we're going to go straight into to the word this morning. Um, just to give a little bit of background for those who are joining us for the first time, we've been doing a series on Holy Spirit, and um, we've established that, and one of the things we've established is that it, Jesus said to his disciples in John 16, it will be to our advantage that Jesus goes away. I'm not going to read the whole scripture because we've been focusing on it the past couple of weeks. But Jesus, you can imagine how the disciples felt when he was going to leave. And he says, you don't have to worry. It's to your advantage that I go away because I'm going to leave my Holy Spirit with you. Because, you know, Jesus could only be in one place at at, at one particular given time, but the Holy Spirit can be with all of us at the same time. Isn't that incredible? So we've established that. We've also established that he's a divine personality. And this is something that Rick was saying, and this is something I really want us all just to hear with our hearts this morning, is that he is, I want to say, more real than you and me. He's a person, okay? He's not an influence. He's not, a, he's not an it. Um, there are many scriptures in the word that, that, that tell us that, that refer to him as he or him. He's a person. And that's what I'm hoping you'll, you'll see this morning. So a lot of what I'm going to be sharing this morning just that, you know, there's a scripture that the Lord's given me that I'm going to be focusing on. But more than anything, I feel like 
Holy Spirit wants to stir something in our hearts this morning. So I'm trusting that as, as I speak, it will be imparted to you and that Holy Spirit will start to stir in your heart um, things that he wants to tell you. Okay, so the scripture I'm going to be focusing on this morning is found in Galatians 5, verse 25. And the scripture is, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Now, as born-again believers, when we accept Jesus in our, in our lives and, and um, acknowledge him as Lord and Savior, we have chosen to live by Spirit. But now it's about keeping in step with the Spirit, because often we can either run ahead or we can lag behind. So I just want to share a little bit about what it means to keep in step with the Spirit. And when I was pondering on the Scripture, I was immediately reminded of um, a three-legged race. I don't know if some of you have ever done a three-legged race, but when I was younger... Actually, I still enjoy it, so I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I can say when I was younger, I still get quite competitive. I was actually thinking, um, I was actually thinking of, of getting a few volunteers to do it, but I thought it might get a little out of hand. But anyway, so you get a piece of rope and you tie whichever leg you decide to, but with somebody else. You're going to tie your, one of your legs okay, to the other person, and you've got to run a race. But... If you have not communicated with that person and spoken to the person about which foot we're going to start with first, I mean, I've seen some hysterical things take place with people falling over each other and tripping over their feet. But if you communicate to the other person, say, okay, we're going to start with our left foot first, we're going to do this, we're going to keep our pace. Before you know it, you are running, you can run very fast, you can, and you can win, okay? Just <laughs> put that in. <laughs> Only joking. I'm not competitive at all. <laughs> Anyway, <clears throat> so you can run the race, okay, but you, that's keeping in step with somebody, and I just felt the Lord remind me of that, and you know, to be able to keep in step with somebody, we need to be able to recognize their voice. We've got to know their voice, so to be able to keep in step with the Holy Spirit, we need to know what his voice sounds like, and some of you might be sitting here this morning and say, well, I'm not too sure what his voice sounds like. And that's the scripture that the Lord has given me to really focus on this morning. And we find it in 1 Kings 19, verse 9 to 13. But just before I read the scripture, because I feel like I want to read it to you, I just want to give you a little bit of a background. It's quite a long one, but we'll go through it nice and slowly. Is here we've got Elijah, and he has just escaped... Well, he's run away from Jezebel because he's fearing for his life. He's just experienced the victory of the prophets of Baal, and, um, but Jezebel found out, and she pretty much wants his life. So he runs out into the mountainside, and um, he actually gets fed and sustained by an angel to go another 40 days, and he finds himself um, at, um, in a cave in a mountain, and this is the, the scripture I'm going to read to you. So the Lord appears to Elijah. And the word of the Lord came to him. What are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I've been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, put your prophets to death with the sword. I'm the only one left. And now they're trying to kill me too. The Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. So you've just been told the Lord is about to pass by. How do you think the Lord's going to pass by? Okay, so keep that in your mind as we carry on. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And the wind, after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. 
When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? And then if you carry on reading it, the Lord then gives him instruction as to what he needs to do. But you know what? The Lord wasn't in the wind. He wasn't in the earthquake. He wasn't in the fire. He was in the gentle whisper. Now, I'm not saying that the Lord doesn't speak in the spectacular. We're going to touch on a few of those. He does. But most of the time, he speaks to us in that gentle whisper. And, you know, I'm just reminded straight away of a scripture in Romans 9 verse 1. I just want to say, if you love Jesus and you're in relationship with Jesus, your conscience, okay, your conscience can be prompted by the Holy Spirit. And we see what Paul says in, in Romans 9 verse 1. He says, I tell you the truth in Christ. I'm not lying. My conscience also bearing me witness of the Holy Spirit. You know, so the Holy Spirit speaks to us in that gentle voice. And it's, it's also your conscience. Okay, we're going to chat about that in a moment. I just feel like the Lord reminded me of a time. So keep in mind, we're going to touch on various things this morning. But mostly he speaks to us in that gentle, still, small voice. But speaking about the spectacular, I was reminded of the story. We, were, we had just found out that we were... Um, going to have Dan. We were pregnant with Dan. And I had felt, we had felt that, I, I felt like I was going to be a mom just to boys, okay? So we had Josh. He was about um, 15 months at the time when this happened. And um, the Lord had spoken to us very clearly about the character of our second child. And he had shown us the life of Daniel and all the things that come with Daniel. I'm not going to go into all of that now because it's very exciting, but I'll save that for another day. So all the characteristics about Daniel and then I went for my scan and found out that we were having a girl. So in that moment, I was like, wow, Lord, okay, I thought I was having a boy and Daniel and Karen, you know, and then I thought, well, you know, there are many versions to Daniel. Yes, you can have Daniela, Daniel, and I'm, no, I don't want to do that, Lord. I, I, I want you to be specific in the naming of our child, because we prayed with all of our, our children, and, um, but Daniel would not leave me, to, and, because God had spoken to us about the character of Daniel. So anyway, so how's this, speaking about spectacular? It's just incredible. So he had already spoken in that gentle whisper, still small voice, we knew. But I wanted confirmation. I said, okay, Lord, we can name her Daniela, whatever it is you want, but I need to know that, that you're in this. Anyway, so one off, Sunday afternoon, we decided to go for a drive, and you know how long Strand Beach is. I mean, we could have stopped on any portion of that beach. We just pulled up. We had just got a little ice cream. I think Josh was about 15 months or so. And... Um, we walked onto the beach, but the, the part of the beach that we walked on was quiet. There, there, was not, there, there, were, there was nobody else. Nobody else was anywhere to be seen. As we walked onto the beach, we were walking, and the next minute we looked down, and it was just one of those moments. It was like, oh, thanks, Lord. And they're written in the sand, and it was about this big. Okay. And then her name was her name written in the sand. And it wasn't, I love Peter, or, you know, little hearts, and... <laughs> You know, you sometimes get these little arrows and little... So it was just her name written in the sand. And that's how personal he is with us. If we keep in step with him, he had already spoken, but he just brought a gentle confirmation. And it was like, as I saw that, it was like one of these moments like, oh, okay, thank you, Lord. So it was, so he confirms it. He speaks, but sometimes we do need the spectacular. And so I want you to know it. It's not to say he doesn't bring the spectacular. He does. So that was one of, one of those moments. So the voice of the Holy Spirit, as we, 
might have experienced. It's, it's such a, he's so gentle. He's so kind. I mean, you could feel his presence this morning. His voice is loving, and he brings quiet conviction. The voice of the enemy, he's, he's loud. He's pushy. He makes you feel guilty. In fact, you feel condemned. You know, if, whenever, if you ever feel like that, you need to know it's not the voice of the Holy Spirit. It's a gentle, quiet whisper. And, you know, I often say to people, let peace be your guide if you have to make a decision. In fact, this, a week and a half ago, a friend of mine had to make quite a hectic decision in her life. And I said to her, well, what is Holy Spirit saying to you? And she says, Mish, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, but my gut is telling me to do this. I said, well, I want you to know that that's the Holy Spirit because she loves Jesus. She's, she's pursuing him with everything that she, she has. So that feeling that you have, that's the leading of the Holy Spirit. It's a peace. So she made the decision and the peace came. Often what we need to do is we make the decision and if there's a no peace, I'm telling you now, the Holy Spirit will tell you. And a lot of what I'm going to be sharing this morning are testimonies of how the Lord has spoken and how he's, um, he's, he's led us through the years. And this takes me back a couple of years ago when Rick and I were living in Stellenbosch. And um, Ricky studied biokinetics, and he was working with, with a, a, a physio in, in Stellenbosch. And an opportunity presented itself for him to be the biokineticist at Health and Rackets in Stellenbosch. So we were excited. It was extra income. And he went, um, and he got the position. And, but, the, but something just didn't feel right. And he just said, I don't know why, but it's don't have a piece. I'm like, no, it's such an awesome opportunity. And so he bought the gear, you know, the tracksuit, the shirt, the everything, but he just couldn't shake this feeling of it not being right. And you know, you just know when there's a no piece. It's, you just, it doesn't sit well with you. And that was the voice of the Holy Spirit saying. And, but to be honest with you, we couldn't explain why, but we just knew there was no peace. So he had to go to them and just say, and he couldn't actually even give them a reason. He just said, sorry, not accepting the position. And, you know, he had all the gear and everything, but he had to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. And it was about two months after that, about two to three months, get the timing right, that health and racket folded, that it went down. And you see, God knows all things. And if we're willing to trust him and we, we're ready to, to and, uh, allow him to lead us, he will do exactly that. Okay, so that's the, the gentle leading. You either have a peace or you have a no peace. Um, this is the lesson I, I learned quite strongly when I was in America with, well, in California. It was quite a sobering moment for me. We had gone to Bethel, and we were going to go to inquire about Sozo ministry. We had just heard about Sozo ministry, and Sozo is it's Greek for to be healed or to be made whole. Okay, so you go, it's not a counseling session, but you go where the people that are there, they facilitate you actually meeting with Father, with Jesus, with Holy Spirit, and he, he speaks to you about various things in your life, which is absolutely amazing. So we go there, and um, we were in the reception area, and to be very honest with you, I, I, I didn't have an understanding of what, what Sozo was, so I'm just going to make myself very vulnerable to you here this morning. And I thought, well, you know, I've, I've actually been through a lot of counseling sessions in my life, and, and it was going to cost us quite a bit at the time, so I was umming and ahhing of whether or not I should do it, you know. And so I walked up to the lady at the reception, and I said, um, excuse me, I said, sorry, um, do, you think it's, do you think it's necessary to have a sozo? So I asked her this. Do you think it's necessary to have a sozo? She didn't blink an eyelid. She looked straight at me. She said, well, what did Holy Spirit say? <laughs> and I, I just remember looking at her going, 
And I walked away. And I turned around and we both were like, oh boy. Do you know that I hadn't asked Holy Spirit? Those words have rang in my ears since that day. What does Holy Spirit say? You know, if we're going to treat him like a person, and if we say he's more real than you and me, why do we ignore him? And we exclude him in all the decisions that we make. You know, it's quite interesting being a a mother and a parent um, with various decisions that people make for their children, and they make it because a child's not happy, or you want to move town because the grass is green on the other side. But my question is, what does Holy Spirit say? Because if he wants you to be in a certain place, he's the one that's going to tell you to be there. And yes, it might be difficult, but if he has spoken to you about being in that, in that place, then he will sustain you, he will strengthen you, he needs you there for whatever reason he wants you to be there. So in this next week, I just want to encourage you to, well, not only the next week, in your life, just keep those words close to your heart. Holy Spirit, what are you saying? I'm going to just share a couple of examples of how the Holy Spirit has, has led us and, and how it's exciting to co-labor. And when I say co-labor, if I think about what Holy Spirit, he, number one, he wants us to get to know Jesus. As I'm standing here today, my heart, my passion, my desire is to ensure that people love Jesus with all of their hearts and to, to see God's kingdom established here on earth. So I want to co-labor with Holy Spirit, whatever it means to do that. We've just recently been to Abu Dhabi in Dubai, and some of you prayed for us when we went there, and it was just so incredible. I was a little apprehensive about going because I thought, um, I thought it was going to be quite close spiritually, but I felt it was just open heavens when, when we went there. But can I tell you, it, the way that Holy Spirit spoke to us was incredible. It, it, it literally, step by step, we experienced him leading us on that trip. And one particular time, I just want to tell you how I want to show you how it doesn't matter how ignorant you are in a situation. Holy Spirit knows all things. And if if you're ready and willing to lean into what he wants to do and his leading, he will guide you. So we had just been to see um, the Grand Palace. I was going back to where we were staying in Yaz Island. And it was about an hour um, taxi drive on my own in a foreign place. Okay. So for those of you who know me very well, I, I like to talk. So it's, I, I speak, so I get into the taxi with this, this strange man, okay? So I get into the taxi, and I'm thinking, I've got to be, do I, am I quiet? Can I speak? What, you know, because I, I like to chat. So I get in, and then I immediately say to the Holy Spirit, okay, you and me. I'm, it's going to be you and me. So I get into the, the taxi, and I'm quiet. Can you believe it? I was quiet. And then I start speaking to Holy Spirit in my mind. I say, okay, Holy Spirit, I may never see this man again. I'm going to partner with you right now. If there's something that you want to say to encourage his heart, let me know. So I wait. And then Holy Spirit starts leading me. But guys, when I say every step of the way, he literally told me what to say every step of the way. So he says to me, he literally said to me, ask him where he's from. So I say, hi. I told him my name, asked him his name. I asked him where he was from. He was from India. So I'm like, then I'm quiet. So I'm waiting for the next instruction. And literally, I kid you not, so I wait for the next instruction. And then Holy Spirit says to me, ask him about his religion. So I say to him, may I ask you a personal question? He says, sure. So I said, may I ask what religion you are? So he goes, no, I'm Hindu. So I go, oh, okay. So I 
I wait for my next instruction. Then I felt Holy Spirit say, ask him about the religions in this area. Now, I know it's predominantly Muslim, but I'm listening to what Holy Spirit's saying to me. He says, ask him about the religions in this area. So I say, do you know what the predominant religion is in this area? So he goes, it's Muslim. So I said, okay. So then, he, then Holy Spirit says, ask about the God, about their God. So I said, um, so, and so who's, who's their God, the Muslim's God? Now, I know the answer, but I'm being led by Holy Spirit. So then he says to me, um, Allah. So I go, okay. So then I say to him, and your God? What's your God's name? And he goes, no, many, many, many gods. So then I ask him, led by the Holy Spirit, I ask him, I say, when your God, um, when you ask your God a question, does he answer you? So he, he goes, oh, and he was like, hesitating with us. So I perceived it as a sometimes, you know. So I said, okay. So then I'm quiet, and then I hear nothing. And a long period of silence, and the next minute, he says to me, what religion are you? So he asks me. There the door goes wide open. So I say, oh, I'm a Christian. And I said, um, I love Jesus. I said, oh, you know, he's absolutely incredible. Let me just tell you what he's done in my life. So I was able to, <laughs> to share with him very briefly. But, but it's very significant with this, okay? So I tell him about Jesus and, as, as, and just told him, I pretty much just focus on the love of Jesus and how when I speak, when I ask Jesus things, he's always answering me and all of this. Anyway, then there was quite a long period of silence, quiet, and then as we come in close to the hotel, now I'm only telling you this because I just want to, you, to, you to see how we need to be sensitive to little things that we think, oh, it's just, it's a thought. Those little thoughts are the Holy Spirit that is leading you. So as we're coming up close, yeah, I look at the meter, I know how much I'm going to pay him. Holy Spirit tells me to pay him over and above what, what needs to be paid. And then he just drops a statement in my spirit. So I timed it, you know, so I didn't want to do it as I was jumping out the car. It was just as we're coming up to the hotel. And I looked at him, I called him by his name, and I said, let's just call him, what, I'm not going to call his name, but I said his name, and then I just said to him, I just want you to know that if ever you call on one of your gods and they don't answer you, just know that if you call on the name of Jesus, he will always answer you, you know, and I blessed him, and he just looked at me and he went, thank you, and I got out the car, and off I went. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that that man is going to call on the name of Jesus at some point in his life, because I know his gods are not going to answer him, but Jesus will answer him. Okay, so the significance of this I want to show you is that later on that evening, I was chatting to one of the leaders that were there, and he says, yeah, we, we've got this group of young people here to train them as to when you can share the gospel and when you can't share the gospel, because we can't share the gospel openly. So as he's telling me this, I'm like thinking, well, it's a good thing I didn't know that earlier. But, so I, I keep quiet. I almost don't want to tell him what happened earlier on in the day. He says, "Yeah, we've got to be very sensitive to this, and we can't share Jesus openly where we're going. But he says, but... If they ask you a question, you can answer them. So I did the sigh of relief. It was like, oh, okay. So then I told him what had happened, and he said, no, that was perfect. But how amazing is Holy Spirit that he led me every step of the way to show me what to say, when to say it, because he knew. And then a few days later, we, were at, we went to the, the um, mosque, we didn't want to go inside. I just wanted to see the, the um, architecture. And this is just something I want to show you how incredible Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit is. And I was umming and aahing, and um, there were a lot of security. They take it very seriously. And I didn't want to go through this. I didn't want to go anywhere where I'd have to take my shoes off. So I was happy just to be on the outsides and have a look at the architecture. 
So I'm having this debate, and I say to the, the, the man, um, do I have to take my shoes off now? Can I stand here and just look? And he says, no, you take your shoes off when you go into the mosque. I said, no, I, without thinking, I said, no, I don't want, I don't want to go into the mosque. And um, so anyway, so we go in, and we, uh, we're on the sides to take photos. And the next minute, this man comes up to me, this, this soldier. He's dressed in soldier gear. And he, he says, excuse me. He says, why do you not want to go into the mosque? And as he asks me, it was clear, Holy Spirit said to me, be quiet. Just like that. So I was, so now he's asked me, standing in front of me, asked me the question. So I just looked at him, I went, I was so grateful I was outside, because it was like 46 degrees, it was so hot. And I just went, uh, it's so hot here. It's so hot, so hot, so hot. And then I just <laughs> walked away. So I didn't answer him, because I didn't want to tell him why I wasn't going to take my shoes off, that I wasn't going to bow down to his God. But in that moment, Holy Spirit said, be quiet. And you know, when I was just preparing, um, there's a scripture in Acts 16, verse 6. We actually see how Paul and Silas, they were actually forbidden to share the gospel in certain areas in Asia, because Holy Spirit knows. He's there to protect us. He's there to guide us. If we're willing to co-labor with him, he will, he will actually... He will protect you from being in dangerous situations. You know, I'm not saying that that was a potentially dangerous situation, but he just told me to be quiet. And there are such strict rules about Christianity um, in that nation that the Holy Spirit knows, and he knows all things. So isn't he amazing with that? So there are a couple of things that, that actually stop us from, from hearing that, that gentle voice of the Holy Spirit. And the one thing is, is often we're too rushed. We are busy, we live in an instant, you know, instant society where we want instant answers and we want things to happen like this and we're not willing to actually wait when we've asked the Lord something. And um, this happened last year. She had misplaced her, her scorts, a first team, and the reason why I say first team, there's only one of them, the school provides it. So if you can't lose it, you know, and she needed it for something that day. And we had searched everywhere. It wasn't in the laundry. Um, it wasn't in her cupboard. And that morning, there was a bit of panic in the house. And, you know, she was saying, have we asked Jesus? And we're asking Jesus, and Jesus is not answering, and we can't find the skirt anywhere. And um, she leaves the house. And I was so stressed. I actually just wanted to cry. And she had left the house, and I sat on the bed, and I literally, I burst out crying. Lord, where is the skirt? You know, and then I'm quiet. And clearly, he says to me, it's fallen behind her bed. Like, clearly. So I'm thinking, no way. So I get up and I go to her bed. And there was the scort. So I pick the scort up and I go, could you not have told me this 15 minutes earlier? You know? And then he said, you didn't listen. Clearly. Here we were all saying, Lord, where's the skirt? Where's the skirt? But we didn't stop to actually wait for an answer. And so often, we cry out to God like we think we're asking him, but we don't stop. We don't quieten our hearts and listen to what he wants to say. So I just want to encourage us, even in this week, in our times with the Lord, you know, that's why I just love Isaiah 40, which says, those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Are we willing to wait? Are we willing just to literally tune our ear in to hear what it is that he's saying to us? There are many things that stop us from hearing God's voice, but I'm just focusing on one or two. But another one, which is such a massive one, is the fear of man. And this is especially when it comes to Holy Spirit nudging us to do something. Because often we think, mm, what if I'm wrong? You know, what, 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 if it's, what if that's not the case? What, what will people think of me? And you know what? We need to get over that, people. If we, we want to 
We want to advance God's kingdom. We want to see people's hearts encouraged, and we need to take a step of faith. And yeah, there might be times when you might miss it. I'm just also now reminded of a time that I missed it. Years ago, we were fellowship. We had our church service at Arts Cape in Cape Town. And um, during worship, I had a clear picture. So the Lord speaks to us through visions as one. I had a clear vision of an individual in a wheelchair, and I saw them clearly. I saw their, their hand was quite deformed, and I actually saw the way the person was holding their hand. And, and I had a nudging to go forward and to say, look, there's somebody here. God wants to heal you, whether it's healing them physically, but I knew that that person needed prayer. But the fear of man stopped me. I was afraid. I was, I was afraid to go up to the leaders and say, look, um, this is what I'm feeling. What if they say no, you know? And so I left it. As the service ended, I picked up my Bible, and as I turned around, it's quite a big auditorium, I turned around, and there I saw somebody picking someone up out of a chair and putting them into the wheelchair. And as they put, it was the exact person that I'd seen in my vision. Their hand was bent like this, and in that moment, I was like, Lord, I... I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry I missed it. I need, to, I need to pray for them. And then they were quite far ahead and there were lots of people. So I was trying to get out of the aisles to try and get to the person. And people were calling me. I'm, saying, I'm sorry, I can't chat you now. I'll be back now. Anyway, long story short, I tried to get to where that person was. Do you know that they just, it, it was like they disappeared, gone. But you know, that was a lesson for me in that, you know, God, will, God would have healed that person regardless. It's not to say that that person would have, wouldn't have, been healed or received the healing or, or, or prayer or encouragement that they needed that day. But the Lord spoke to me in that moment. That, and I had to repent. I had a quiet moment with the Lord and said, Lord, I am so sorry for worrying about what man thinks. You know, the worst is, I mean, I always just think if you feel something, you come and bring it to the person who's leading the service. And you know what? If they say no for whatever reason, because they're leading, they stand accountable before God, not you. But you've been obedient to what you feel the Lord has said to you. I mean, just last week, uh, at the end of the service, I had a, an impression on my heart that somebody needed prayer. And uh, there were three people who responded to that. But I mean, how is that that the Lord knows you by name? Or he knows your family member by name? And it just takes a step of faith. And you know what? It doesn't matter if you miss it. I would rather miss it and know that Holy Spirit is willing to trust me and to co-labor with me to see people's hearts encouraged. Rather do that. You know, there was a time where I phoned a friend and the Lord had shown me something. And I phoned her and I said, look, I just feel like the Lord's showing me this and, and this is her response to me. She said, no, no, no. She says, I'm absolutely fine. She says, no, no. Almost like, oh, shame, you've missed it kind of thing, you know. So I said to her, okay, well, that's... Anyway, be encouraged. Bye. Put the phone down. And it's like one of those awkward moments like, oh, how could I have missed it, Lord? I missed it. And anyway, I left it and I just let it go. I thought, oh, you know what, Lord? I'm learning. Do you know that a couple of weeks later, she called me and she repented and she said that I was spot on, but she was, she was ashamed. The enemy had lied to her about something and she didn't want to acknowledge that the Lord had highlighted that in her life. So I just want to say, you might even have somebody say to you, no, you've missed it. Just do whatever he tells you to do. Okay. So, um, yeah, I just, a few points that I just want to touch on is that Holy Spirit, he, he is the spirit of truth. We've, we've, we've read that in, in John 16 as well, the spirit of truth. He always wants um, the truth of God's word to be known, and he wants us to know who we are as sons and daughters of the Most High God. 
And, you know, the enemy, will, he will try and lie to you. In fact, the name Satan means accuser. He's going to accuse you. He's also known as the father of lies. He's going to lie to us about things. But when we co-labor with Holy Spirit, he will reveal the truth of God's word to us. And the word clearly tells us in, um, in, in John that we will know the truth and the truth will set us free. And he's our comforter. I've experienced this in my life firsthand um, of, of literally the comforting presence of the Holy Spirit. I, I honestly don't know how people do it without Holy Spirit. Um, in fact, in this last week, I said to Holy Spirit, I said to him, Holy Spirit, I just want to know, where are you right now? And you know what he said to me? He said, I'm shoulder to shoulder with you. Isn't that beautiful? Like literally, shoulder to shoulder. So in that day, I literally pictured him as walking shoulder to shoulder together. So you just need to ask him as well. Ask him, number one, ask him the spirit of truth. Ask him what he thinks about you. Like that golden buzzer moment. You should have a moment where you say, Holy Spirit, what do you think of me? He will tell you. Because he loves you and he wants you to believe the truth of who God has created you to be. And the comforter, oh, can I tell you what? He is incredible when it comes to comforting. You know, a lot of people go through difficult times and if we rely on the Holy Spirit, he comforts like no man can. Honestly, my mom passed away 20 years ago. I was 21 at the time. I was studying, I was in my, going into my final year. And it was a hectic time in my life because I was very close to my mom. And you always think, you never think it's going to happen to you, you know. And she was 48. She was very young. She had a sudden heart attack. And I got woken up by my aunt in my res room. And it was just weird. I, like, saw my aunt and she told me this news. And it, it just all seems a bit of a blur. I just didn't want people. I just wanted Holy Spirit. And I just pushed everyone away, and I ran into my res yard. There was a little special place that I used to go to and just have my moments with Jesus. And I screamed out, and it was early hours in the morning. It was before 6 in the morning, so I just shouted out, and I just said to God, so now what? Now what am I supposed to do? And it was one of the times where his voice was so audible. It, you know that his voice can be so loud that it almost seems as if he's speaking it into your ear. And all he said to me was, and it was very clear, he said, be still and know that I am God. Those are the only words he said. There was such comfort in that. And I just sat down in that moment. I just felt him literally, his arms come around me, love on me. It was such a special moment. And I knew then, yes, it was going to be tough. It was going to be a tough road. But that he was going to walk with me every step of the way. And if we allow him to comfort us, he will comfort you. Just allow him to, you know. You might even want to picture yourself putting your, your face onto his chest and just allowing him to love and comfort you. And, you know, I couldn't get a flight home. I lived in the Eastern Cape. I studied in Cape Town. Could only get a flight the next day. Rick was in Stellenbosch. Um, it was his graduation. So he, how amazing is this? His mom was, was, was there. His mom, I mean, she's always been like a mom to me. So I already had another mom figure right there. The whole day, because I could only get the flight the next day, I had scriptures whispered into my ear, the Holy Spirit. And you know, there's a scripture that says, the Holy Spirit will bring to remembrance that which, you, which the Father has taught you. So all the scriptures that I'd learned over the years, Holy Spirit was just whispering. It was as if he was literally right here, whispering words of comfort the whole day. I felt carried through that day. So Holy Spirit wants to be your comforter. And I know that even as I'm sitting here, there are people that have been through a hard time. And I want you to know, if you allow him to comfort you, he will comfort you. He will strengthen you. We need to be still. Isn't that amazing? Be still and know that he is God. 
Because in the quietness, that's when you're going to hear his voice speaking to you and giving you clear direction. He's also our guide and our teacher, and I'm going to just bring these two points in together. I love how he opens up the word to me. I get very excited when I read the word. When I'm reading something and I don't understand it, you know, so often our response is just to flick over it and, and not pay attention to, to what it is that he's saying. But I'll stop at a passage of scripture and say, Holy Spirit, can you teach me? Can you show me? If you ask him, can I tell you what? He will open up that word to you. And when I'm reading a portion of scripture, Holy Spirit will open it up in such a way that it will mean something completely different to me. Why? Because he meets us. How amazing is he? He meets us where we are at. Okay, he will meet you where you are at. Allow him to guide you and to teach you. Um, And even when we preach and we give you scriptures and all the references that we give you, take those and say, Holy Spirit, can you make this real to me? You know, go and ask him to teach you and to guide you because he will lead you into truth. I have already touched on this, but Holy Spirit always glorifies Jesus. So should we. If Holy Spirit always wants the glory to be on Jesus, that should be our heart as well. You know, if Holy Spirit nudges you to encourage somebody, it's because he wants to see that person healed. He wants to see that person restored. He wants to see that person reach their full potential in Christ. Ultimately, because it's going to glorify Jesus. He always glorifies Jesus. You know, so if, if I can encourage you, I just feel even in this week, Holy Spirit is going to speak to us about things. And it's going to take taking a step of faith to do that. There are many other ways he speaks to us. He, he speaks to us in visions. I mean, we had that this morning already in, here in worship. And if I can just encourage you, as, especially as parents, I feel very strongly, you've heard me say this before, being involved in, in kids' ministry, there's no junior Holy Spirit. Absolutely no junior Holy Spirit. And I love it because children, and they know inhibitions. They just say what they say. They say what they see, and, and it's beautiful. And we need to heed to what our children are saying to us at home as well. I remember when Mikey was quite little, um, we were at a prayer meeting, and we kind of just gave the children paper and like draw pictures, you know, and he drew the most incredible picture of an angel holding a massive storm back, and he just said, oh, and he gave it to us, like, oh, look at my picture. Do you know that Ricky and I just stood there, we were like, oh, wow, Lord. God was giving us heads up, and the Lord was saying to us, there's a storm approaching, but I've got you. I've got that storm covered. You don't have to worry. And that's just by positioning your, you give them a little piece of paper. Do you want to draw a little picture? So he can speak to us through visions, as I said, through dreams, and also through prophecy. So um, prophecy, we can all prophesy. Prophecy means just encouraging someone's heart if the Lord is wanting to say something to them. And it takes a step of faith. Often, the Lord will just give me one word, or he'll just give me a picture, and I don't quite understand the fullness of that word or the picture, but the step of faith is when you go up to the person and say, look, may I just encourage your heart? And as you open up your mouth, it's incredible what the Lord does. He then speaks direct into that person's heart, because it's all about encouraging that person and bringing glory to Jesus. It's that gentle nudging, and I just... I just feel like maybe there are certain individuals here this morning, you, we need to just have a moment where we say, Lord, we're we sorry for, for ignoring your voice and sorry for not going with what you're telling us to do, maybe because it's fear of man or maybe, it's, maybe, maybe he's requiring you to do something big and, and you're feeling a little anxious about that. But I want you to know he's got you. 
okay? He's got you. And if he's asking you to do something, he will make provision for whatever it is he's, he's asking you to do. And I'm sure you've all know the, the, the analogy of, well, I'm sure you've all experienced this, sleeping through an alarm clock. You know, I sleep, I have slept through my alarm clock a few times. And um, the key to not sleeping through your alarm clock is to change the ringtone, okay? Or to change whatever your, or put your alarm clock on the other side of the room, okay? Because then someone in the house will hear it and then wake you up, okay? So the point I'm trying to make is that if, if, if we ignore the voice of the Holy Spirit, it's like this. So when you do something you're not supposed to do, you know, you get, Holy Spirit tells you, mm, because he speaks also predominantly through the word of God, you know, and let's take a scripture. This last week I was meditating on the scripture in, in Psalm 19. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord. So I'm meditating on that. And then something happened where something rose up in my heart and I was very tempted to want to say something negative about that person, okay? But I was in my car, so I'm on my own, okay? But I'm about to, and then Holy Spirit just gently reminds me of the scripture. May the words of your mouth and the meditation of your heart be pleasing in the sight of Father God. And that's when you think, oh, okay, Lord, I'm so sorry. So Holy Spirit gently nudges you. But when he tells us to do something, so let's say in a situation like that where he spoke to me and I ignore him and I say my say, the next time, because he spoke very clearly, Mish, don't say that. The next time he, he speaks, but he speaks a little bit softer. It's like, Mish, don't say that. Third time, Mish, don't say that. Eventually he's going like this. Because you've completely severed your conscience. You've ignored his voice so many times that you can't hear him anymore. So I just feel like there's certain individuals, and I'm going to, I want us to pray, and we're going to ask Holy Spirit, because I'm sure every single person here today wants to co-labor with him, wants to walk shoulder to shoulder with him, that we, we are used to bring glory to his name, to see people's hearts encouraged, to, and it doesn't matter where you are, in school, I'm speaking to the youth, if you're in school, in your workplace, Father is always speaking. We just need to position ourselves to be used by him and say, okay, Lord, what do you want to say? There are even times when I go into a supermarket and position yourself to hear what Holy Spirit wants to say because there might be someone in that supermarket that needs to hear an encouraging word from you. But so often we rushed and we want to get to our, our Sunday roast or we want to get to here and there that we, we ignore the voice of the Holy Spirit.